have a bully inside your head telling you that you're not good enough? Do you lean towards self-defeat? Do you have trouble believing in yourself? And are you dying to learn how to become the perfect version of you? A you that you dream about? If you answered yes, then you're like me, and this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Journey to Worthy podcast, where we discuss self-esteem, worthiness, and transformation through a gay lens. I'm your host, Jeremy Long, and I want to share my journey with you. Welcome to the Journey to Worthy. Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome to another episode of Journey to Worthy podcast. We are just picking off right where we left off with season two. So welcome to season two of Journey to Worthy. And I just want to take this time to send a big thank you out for everyone that uh, supported me during season one, for all of the people I got to interview, for everyone that's been reaching out to me ever since we started this podcast and joined the journey with me. So I really want to send a big thank you out uh, because I just never dreamed of what it could become. And here it is, uh, season two already. So thank you. And don't worry, I'm still on that quest for enoughness and worthiness, so don't worry. There's lots of material coming your way, and I'm just going to lay out what we're going to talk about today. So so this episode is going to be uh, a little uh, intro to what you may expect in Season 2, also what I've been up to this past summer as we've had the summer off. And today's topics are going to include fearing forward and how to stop letting fear dictate your self-worth. And specifically when it comes to career and decisions, I'm going to dive into navigating the pressures of career path with a broken compass and how to break through breakdowns and bad decisions, letting your choices act as a cosmic reset for your life. All right, so what to expect for season two? Well, you're definitely going to have more interviews, more amazing voices will be joining me on the podcast. You're also going to have more reflections and reviews on what I've been experiencing, what works for me, what I'm practicing, and I want to share my successes with you. And that's going to include a lot of uh, the resources that I look to for guidance, and I'm going to share them all with you. And obviously, more tips on how to manage certain feelings and experiences in your life and how to maybe provide certain tips and uh, specific steps that you can take in order to better yourself. So some of the things on the reflections and reviews that I might share with you in my practices might be about things that I'm doing or trying, whether it's some kind of new yoga class or a book that I'm reading or people that I'm following and what I'm learning from them. It may be also some of the new adventures that I'm going to be taking. For example, this year I decided, you know what, why not challenge my self-worth and get into the uncomfortable and try out for the gay men's choir? Why not? So getting into what I've been up to this summer and the lessons that I've learned. Well, you know what? It's been a very exciting summer. I am glad that I ended season one right before. I have a very busy job where I work out of town on a passenger train going up and through the Rocky Mountains of Canada. And so it was a good choice for me to take a little step back from the podcast just over the summer. And what more than to fill my time up with work as well as falling in love on a train. So I did fall in love this summer. I'm dating a wonderful man that I met on board a train that I work on. And we've been working together and spending lots of time together and having lots of fun adventures. So more on relationships and some of the feelings that have come up for me in maybe a future episode. I've also been spending quite a bit of time on my spiritual side. So I've been doing a lot of work in um, reading a lot of basically mindfulness and meditation 
uh, doing a lot of self-reflection, a lot of journaling, and uh, following some amazing people like Jordan Bach. He's one of my inspirations on Instagram. He's a life coach and spiritual guide, as well as Gabby Bernstein, who wrote a book that I've been reading, The Spirit Junkies, and she talks a lot about The Course in Miracles. And um, actually, The Course in Miracles keeps coming up as something that of interest to me lately. I don't know if anyone's heard of it, but it's a book that's been written. Basically, it's sort of a movement now. And people that study or practice A Course in Miracles, all of them seem to be so inspirational to me. So I do want to share more about that in an upcoming interview with a good friend of mine, Brad Neat. And... And I will be sharing with you a little bit more about uh, some of my practices that I've been implementing into my life, sort of daily practices. And uh, I've actually lost some of my balance within this job because it does take me away quite a bit of the time. And I'm out of town a lot of the time. Uh, So I'm really excited for when that season wraps up of the job so that I can get back into my regular practice. But I can tell you a little bit more about what I've been up to when it comes to maintaining a practice when you have an irregular job. And lastly, I had an amazing adventure. I learned how to ride motorcycles this summer. So that was very exciting. The whole thing was just fascinating, taking the course and realizing that when you have the drive for something, because it's so exciting to you, having a hunger for knowledge and a desire to learn and perform, if I could only have that for all things the way I had it for motorcycle training. So I'll talk a little bit more about productivity and... uh, maybe how we can apply that kind of hunger and thirst for knowledge to other areas of our lives. Uh, I also did a little bit of coaching at the Gay Man's Health Clinic here in Vancouver, and that has been planting a seed in my mind for the rest of my career path or my career direction, so to speak. So I'm going to talk about that in another future episode as well. So some of the things that I've been really thinking about are what's happened in the last year and what's sort of coming next for me. So... You know, I was in school, I've talked about the, the research that I did, and I had written this thesis on negative impacts of online dating apps, and I go to a lot of talks. I go to this event one day, and I run into my good friend Ryan Thomas and told him about my study that I did, and he wanted me to come on his podcast, and then I went on the podcast, and then... I ended up thinking later on, maybe I should start a podcast, and you know, it's just so interesting watching where I've been and where I've come to based on sort of the things that sort of happened in my life. So definitely going to uh, have Ryan on the show very soon and tell the story of how I ended up here and hearing his story. All right, so moving into today's topic, fearing forward and how to stop doing it. Two areas that I'd like to talk about when it comes to fearing forward. First of all, fearing forward is all about moving forward in fear and not trusting your own process, trusting your own behavior, feeling like you're just moving forward, but it's out of fear or you're caught in the grips of fear. So first thing I'd like to discuss is navigating the pressures of career path with a broken compass. So this is actually inspired by uh, my partner who passed on this nugget of wisdom to me. So it's actually a short 12-minute TED Talk on why some of us don't have one true calling in life, which really resonates with me. Emily Wapnick, career coach and author, she reflects on when she was young, being asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? And feeling the struggle with imagining only one career in her future. Emily explores the pressure we often experience as we age and move forward into the workplace and now challenging it to can be to decide the rest of your life. Choosing the right 
major in university, for example, or the career that fits. And maybe you're like me and you feel like your compass is faulty and start spinning from time to time, not landing on any given direction. Or it shows you three different directions you'd like to take all at the same time. Emily calls these people multi-potentialites, people who have a range of interests and jobs over one lifetime. These people may move from interest to interest, building on skills in different areas and synthesizing the knowledge they acquire along the way. She has a great article that helps encourage people who want to change lanes often in life. And for me, I've had a lot of jobs in my life, and for the longest time, I felt like I get distracted by the next thing. The next thing that interests me, or I've had multiple job interests at one time, and this makes sticking to roles feel almost impossible. I've thought I had a problem with commitment or decision-making, or that it's actually an underlying problem of fear that I would not be good enough or satisfied enough to follow any given path in life. And one of my previous partners said, why don't you just pick something and do it, and you'll be good at it as long as you commit to it. When I was trying to figure out if I should major in criminology, for example, this was his guidance. So Emily's talk has honestly helped me gain some perspective on my own path. As she mentions the challenges that multipotentialites face, the guilt and shame that come along with not following the typical path for moving on, or internal shame for losing interest in something, the challenge of being new at things over and over again, the discomfort with being inexperienced. And that happened to me on the train three years ago, wanting to become experienced as a public speaker, but struggling with the details of the job. Facing the critics in your life, friends and family who don't get your path, which makes sense when even you may not get it, and maybe results in anxiety, second-guessing yourself, and doubt. She says, don't be afraid to step away from friendships and seek out new friends who have lifestyles and beliefs that are more aligned with the direction you want to move in. You aren't obligated to hang out with anybody you don't want to. Which is definitely something that I've done when it came to the podcast. People were a little uh, apprehensive with seeing where this was going to take me. And honestly, it's taken me to so many new, wonderful relationships. And what's great about multipotentialites is they have the ability to synthesize all their experiences, making them more innovative and flexible. Their hunger for new adventures drives them into a phase of rapid learning, and they have shifted gears so often that adaptability is something they are used to, making for smooth transitions to new roles and career directions. To learn more about multipotentialites, Check out Emily's book, How to Be Everything, a guide for those who still don't know what they want to be when they grow up, which you can find along with some other links I've found useful for multipotentialites in the show notes for this episode on journeytoworthy.com. I have really struggled with making decisions for my future, sometimes feeling crippled by choice. Completing my degree, which led me to the path I'm on now, all the while working in tourism and hospitality to pay the bills, with the desire to work for myself and starting my own business. It's tough, but what I can see now is that each moment, each time I shifted gears by choice or by intervention, eventually I find myself in the right lane, on the right street, heading in the right direction, at least for the time being, even if it feels though the compass is broken. Each experience is still leading me forward. For example, a desire to make more money led me from youth work to hospitality. Ending a job at a nightclub led me back to university. Ending my degree in uni, having written a thesis on online dating, paired with the breakup, led me to research on self-esteem, which also led me on a quest to Bali for self-discovery, 
which eventually led me to creating this podcast, as many of you know. So this has now sparked an interest in coaching and inspiring people and career coaching as I've mastered the interview process and want to help people find their path. So you know what, maybe all of these different interests, all of these different experiences, they all lead you to where you are supposed to go. And now I actually say that I don't, I don't have a career path. I have a new vision. I don't have a career direction. I have a goal and vision to challenge and know myself better while motivating and inspiring others to live their best life. So moving on to the second area of fearing forward, I'd like to talk about how sometimes we make choices and we fear this is the wrong one, letting anxiety break us down. I call this how to break through breakdowns and bad decisions. Do you sometimes make choices or have experiences that leave you completely dumbfounded that this is happening to you? Specifically that you have made the insane choice that you, you have made, looking at a former version of yourself and thinking, how did I ever make that choice? <laughs> Maybe you've left a job for a new one or decided to move somewhere new or made a rash decision on of any kind, really. Well, if you have, then congratulations. You are experiencing the wonders of a confused life like me. Does it cause you to beat yourself up or to let the voice of the inner critic get louder and louder? Or maybe that voice sounds accurate, like it knows what it's talking about, beating you up. Then maybe you need to check yourself and rewrite that story before you let the voice rip you to shreds. And everyone knows that I call my inner critic the saboteur. His name is Jimmy. So sometimes I literally have to turn my head and go, shut up, Jimmy. Stop bringing me down. Because I have news for you, everyone. It's going to be okay and you are not alone. What if everything you're going through, all the decisions you've made, all the choices, they're preparing you, preparing you for your next best life move? So just like being a multi-potentialite can lead you to the next career, each experience and decision also holds a lesson, helping direct you, helping you grow forward instead of fearing forward. You just have to spend time connecting the dots. So let's look at some evidence. Last fall, I let go of my apartment, I left with no plan, a broken heart, and a million ideas I didn't want to follow through on anymore. For example, using my degree for a job that I no longer could see myself doing. I had lost passion. I left the country. I went to Bali. I may have not started this podcast without those moments of pain. Or feeling like I went backwards, staying in a job one more year, returning to my current position, and feeling like I haven't made my next decision. I felt like I was treading water to see what felt right. And fast forward to the end of this season, and all of that brokenness, lack of direction, it's seeming to make sense now. I may have not had the time and freedom to discover my love for coaching that I now have. Or if I hadn't stayed in my job on the train, I wouldn't have met my current partner. Life is full of lessons. And perspective is the name of the game, people. Looking for the lessons in your current experience is so, so important. There's something positive you can learn from each and every moment in your life, something that you can take forward with you. Now you're gonna laugh, this is another example. So in my adventures, in gearing up for adventure, as I mentioned, I learned to ride motorcycles this summer. So I figured, okay, I'll probably purchase a pre-owned bike, maybe an inexpensive first bike. So I ended up going to a bunch of different places, looking around on Craigslist and ending up sort of landing on going to a few dealerships. The thing is, when you go to a dealership, there's a lot of nice new bikes. So of course I ended up test riding a whole bunch of them. And when I was in a dealership, planning to check out these pre-owned bikes, 
I got on a brand new Honda CBR650. Super powerful, super pretty, super exciting. And I got really pumped up. And I ended up abruptly putting a deposit on a brand new bike with the intention to finance it. And basically, I made the decision, I'm buying this bike. And the thing is, it's not really in my budget or my plans for the next six months. So the next day, I was literally filled with anxiety and fear of adding this expense, even if it's not that big, but adding it on at a time when I want to focus on my future and some other certification training. So it ended up crippling me with anxiety and I was basically reeling with regret and doubt and fear. So lessons there. <laughs> Don't buy a bike on the spot or a car or a house probably. Take a day or two to think about it. Sleep on it. If you aren't sure you can afford it, then you probably can't. And look for how this moment of confusion and anxiety can be a lesson for your future. So I just want you to walk, I want to walk you through what happened for me that day. Like I literally was very, very upset. I was calling a friend, freaking out basically. So what did I do? Here are the steps that I took. So I identified the feelings that came up for me. It made me feel embarrassed and ashamed for myself for making this decision, this rash decision, which basically was not loving myself or being very kind to myself. I was literally beating myself up. My friend Michael, he shared a skill that he's learned called check the facts. Are my feelings in proportion to what is actually going on? I felt ashamed like an irresponsible person that doesn't know how to take care of his finances. But the facts are I am very responsible and I usually take caution and time and decision making and large purchases. So my overwhelming feelings were in fact not matching the situation. They were not proportionate. And my good friend Derek, he informed me that I could cancel the deal and get my money back. And second, I had to get out of the place of pity. And for me, that involves physically moving, like getting out, going outside into the light. I went for a walk and leaning on someone, my friend Derek, like he was a lifesaver. He coached me through that moment. You know, everyone is bad at money sometimes. So everyone has debt. Everyone's made decisions and then figured out that maybe that wasn't the best decision. He said I shouldn't beat myself up. And I didn't even realize I was making comments like, why do I always do this when I don't always do this? So he really pointed out what I was presenting to him in my mind as how I felt about myself. And then practice forgiveness and self-love. So don't give in to that saboteur. Again, tell Jimmy to get out of here. Say out loud to yourself that you forgive yourself for this moment, for the behavior, for whatever it is you feel bad about. Say out loud, Jeremy, I forgive you. I know you meant well, and you're going to be okay. And the three things, you need to write down three things that you love about yourself. It helps to remember that I don't suck in all areas of my life, that in some areas I'm actually doing pretty, pretty damn good. It's so easy to forget that when we're busy beating ourselves up for our choices. The next, challenge yourself. Maybe go do something that you know is good for you. What's your next move? So that very day, I went to a friend's birthday where I knew there was something I wanted to to do. I wanted to network with someone that was going to be there. So, and I considered canceling and not showing up because I was embarrassed, but I remembered how important that was to me, even though it felt challenging to show up and be in the right spirit. I wanted it. Lastly, take action. I looked at my spending. I actually looked down, I sat down and looked at all my spending for the whole summer. I did a budget. I looked at where I could cut corners and, you know, where I really want to be focusing my finances in the next six months. So I considered what's coming up next. I took pride in the position that I've created for myself with debt now, and I want to remain in that. So that meant 
you know, going back on that bike decision. So all that shame and guilt for nothing, but maybe not actually. You see, I don't see this as a mistake at all. What if that negative experience or that choice is meant to tell me something? Maybe that moment in my life awoke me to my goals and plans. It helped me assess a potential blind spot in my behavior. In this case, it was my finances. It inspired me to take action. And it wasn't as hard as I thought it would be. And now I feel good about sharing it with you. Because I know I'm not the first person <laughs> to act on impulse or make an error in judgment and learn a lesson or two. But make sure you embrace and identify the lesson or the, or the same lesson will appear again. Like you'll be forced to learn this again if you don't heed the warning now. And honestly, this is why I think people need a coach in their life, like why you need a life coach or whether it's a friend or a professional, someone who will call you on your behavior and help point out the negative perspectives you may hold. And this can help you break those habits moving forward. So in closing, I've spoken a little bit about what to expect in season two. Today's episode, we have discussed how many of us are fearing forward and how it's important to stop living in fear of making the wrong decisions in career and in your life. And I've talked about how my newfound understanding that I am a multi-potentialite has allowed me to forgive myself for not having a clear path and how you can break through your breakdowns by identifying the feelings that come up, check the facts, move out of pity by physically moving, call your coach, whether it's a friend, colleague, or personal coach, to have them put things in perspective. Practice forgiveness and self-care. Forgive yourself out loud and write down three things you love about yourself. Challenge yourself. Move forward with the next thing you know you want. And the sixth item, take action. Plan your next move. We all have a hard time making decisions and analyzing our choices, but hang in there because one day it will all make sense. You never know what I wanted to do. I never knew what I wanted to do until this podcast, which wouldn't have happened without a lot of pain and lessons that came beforehand. I have been able to connect the dots and so will you. Thanks for those of you checking in over the summer. Thank you so much for all the people that reached out to me, for everyone that's been involved in the podcast, who people that keep sending me emails and messages from all over the world to let me know how this has impacted them. Thank you so, so much. And stay tuned for our first couple interviews coming your way very soon. And don't forget to check out the Journey to Worthy podcast website for the show notes and all the articles and resources I spoke about in today's episode. Please visit journeytoworthy.com. That's journeynumber2worthy.com. And please leave a rating interview on iTunes and follow me on Instagram at journeytojeremy. Please reach out anytime. Have a good rest of your week, everyone. Thank you.